always fun when I get to break out this music because that means I'm doing an interview and it's usually a very good one because we don't do standalone interviews very often but right now my guest at this time is one of the most legendary and outspoken figures in professional wrestling I, I, it's my honor. I, I don't even need to give him a full-blown introduction because everybody knows who he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Cornette. Thank you very much, Joe. I appreciate that very brief and bland in, uh, introduction. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, let's 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 get the uh, let's get the formalities out of the way here. You're actually uh, it was uh, David Fuller of IHWE set this interview up for you because you are going to appear at Old School Hustle. Uh, which is Sunday, September 28th, 2014, at the Sendera Center in Fort Worth, Texas, which is not exactly a hop, skip, and a jump away from Louisville. So uh, how'd you wind up working for IHWE? Well, actually, uh, it, David called me, and, uh, you know, I've checked out some of the things that he's done. He's big on preserving Texas wrestling history, and he's been a, a spearhead of the Texas Wrestling Hall of Fame down there. And he got me on a roundtable discussion about the uh, the life and career of Terry Gordy on on one of his shows with uh, uh, Ted DiBiase was a guest, obviously a big friend of Terry's, and and uh, Connie Gordy, uh, Terry's widow, was was a part of it. And the more I've talked to David, um, he was making me the big pitch to come on down to Old School Hustle, and I had not appeared in the Dallas Fort Worth area in almost 20 years. The last time was for a WWE event in the late 90s. And uh, I say, you know what the heck? Why not? Let's let's do it because, uh, you know, I, I like I said, not only taking a liking to David, but also I used to live down in in Dallas uh, there in the '80s when, of course, world class wrestling and the Von Erichs were huge, and it's it's my old hometown. And so we're going to make a trip out there. As always, we're going to make a trip out of it. Uh, but uh, we're, we have a great day of festivities lined up. It's it's a Sunday afternoon at two o'clock. I'm going to be doing a live Jim Cornette Experience question and answer session with the fans. At 3 o'clock, I'll be part of the meet-and-greet with the other Texas wrestling legends like Stan Hansen and Barbara Goodish, the widow of Bruiser Brody, and uh, the grappler Lynn Denton is going to be there, and then also Charlie Haas, an old friend of mine, and uh, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, who I've known from Ring of Honor. It's a great mixture of legends, uh, veteran talent, new talent, and uh, then the matches start at 5 o'clock. I'm going to be the special guest commissioner for the evening for the ihwa and uh so we're gonna have a great time and i encourage everybody uh go to ihwenow.com uh but be there for the day's festivities all the way from the two o'clock q a through the meet and greet with the legends photo ops the matches at five o'clock uh i think it's going to be a fun time we're, we're going to enjoy ourselves are you dragging our dear friend alice with you uh, unfortunately, no, Alice is in California, which is even a, a further trek. <laughs> right. Uh, Alice Radley, the co-host of my podcast, The Jim Cornette Experience, that can be heard, by the way, every week on MLW.com. Um, uh, Alice is in California, and uh, she just recently made a trip to Charlotte for the NWA Legends Fan Fest reunion, was there for four days, first wrestling road trip she had made. She ended up not only being stuck in Charlotte for two days thanks to the combined efforts of three different airlines, but she caught a horrible cold immediately upon her return. So I don't think she's going to make any more road trips for the next few months at least. <laughs> I know her uh, her illness is back, so we wish her the, a speedy recovery. She's a, she's a friend of our show. She's been on several times. In fact, David was our guest uh, right before his last event, uh, which was uh, Showdown, uh, uh, the IHW experience, actually. Uh, and Alice called in right before David came on and said, hey, can I be on the show today? Like, yeah, sure. So she 
took over David's interview. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I don't mean to be plugging a uh, a, a uh, competing podcast on your show, but I figure, what the heck, we're all friends, and and the Jim Cornette Experience is one of the finest podcasts out there today in the podcasting world. Oh, absolutely. If we, I do say so myself, and we, Alice is a key part of that. Not only my co-host, but my producer. We plug your show and MLW and, of course, uh, Alice's podcast at uh, rwrpodcast.com every, almost every week on our show. I don't want to say every almost, week. Sometimes you forget. Yeah, so, sometimes. We never forget Alice, but, you know, <laughs> when you come up in conversation, we always plug your podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't make fun of you like we do Steve Austin. Don't, don't tell Steve Austin we make fun of him, though. <laughs> I was about, I'm not going to spill the beans to Stone Cold. If, you, if you're if you brave enough to do that and, and suffer the consequences <laughs> and repercussions therein, I, I'll stay out of it. Well, your podcast and his podcast are different because you're not on there like, call 1-800-Flowers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just means I, I don't have as many big-time sponsors as Stone Cold that's, does. So. That's, that's true. We don't have any, so we, we're just... Yeah, uh, go to this website and listen to this podcast and and buy these T-shirts. That's that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so I I uh, growing up here in New York. See this this is this is how international IHWE is. I work for David and you work for David and we're nowhere near Texas. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but growing up in New York, I didn't really get to see you until you brought the Heavenly Bodies to uh, what was then the WWF. So I didn't really see a lot of your NWA stuff. I saw some of it uh, with uh, with Midnight Express. Um, but what I want to talk about right now is what you're doing now, because all of the information I was looking up on you ends when you leave ROH. So so what have you been up to? Oh my God! Well, uh, you know you're you're not looking in the right place. I guess uh, not. Dave, I, I, I'm sorry, Joe. As a matter of fact, I could uh, I could recommend JimCornette.com. JimCornette.com. Once again, that's JimCornette.com, because that way you can keep up with what I'm doing these days. Uh, since I left Ring of Honor, obviously that, that story has been told in numerous uh, venues, but uh, pretty much I, I had to come to the conclusion that I couldn't save professional wrestling single-handedly, and I was going to drive myself insane or potentially go to prison in the process. And uh, sports entertainment has taken over the mainstream, and we understand that, and wrestling is constricting so much more than it ever has before that's why i love to still support some of the valuable local independent groups but uh my involvement in actual current wrestling over the past few years has been minimal uh, doing the weekly podcast i did a two-week tour of the united kingdom the first time i'd been over there in uh, february we did uh the one-man show jim Cornette experience live in London at the Leicester Square Theater, Manchester, Birmingham, Cardiff, Wales, Glasgow, Scotland. A documentary on that trip, A Corny in the U.K., has recently been released by the folks at WrestleTalk TV over there, and, and uh, uh, it's available also either at rfvideo.com, our executive producer here in this country, or at jimcornette.com. Uh, did a new book on the merchandising, uh, the history of the merchandising of Memphis wrestling. It's called Rags, Paper, and Pens. That's available on the website as well, and it's gotten a lot of great feedback we've been doing a lot of comic book conventions horror movie festivals <clears throat> uh just recently did the nwa legends fan fest in charlotte where i got to be reunited with the rock and roll express the heavily bodies uh bobby fulton of the fantastics tommy young bobby heen and so many of my old friends 
Uh, I've been doing a lot of yard work over the summer. I specifically did not leave the state of Kentucky in, in June and July so that I could concentrate on my yard work here at Castle Cornet, which is not only my exercise program, but also a way to beautify the neighborhood. And, uh, gosh, I write a, a monthly column for Fighting Spirit magazine, the U.K.'s largest and now only pro wrestling, MMA, and combat sports uh, publication. Uh, gosh, what else have I been? I've just recently agreed to do voiceover work uh, for this independent producer who is putting together an animated uh, series that will basically mock every uh, institution in America, which I'm all in favor of, including <laughs> religion and politics. I oh, feel like more of the piss should be taken out of all of those things. Um, and in, in, my, in my spare time, I'm writing two books on the history of wrestling in Louisville and another book on Smoky Mountain Wrestling with my partner, Mark James, who does MemphisWrestlingHistory.com and uh, accompanies me on a lot of these uh, book signings over the, uh, the Tennessee, Kentucky area. And, uh, and gosh, I'm also, uh, you know, uh, volunteering part-time at a local soup kitchen. So I, I stay busy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> you're, you're far busier than I am. and I'm <laughs> I'll be uh, actually in the month of September. Not only will I be in Fort Worth, but also I'll be up in Monroe, New Jersey, which is halfway between Philly and, and New York at the Legends of the Ring uh, signing and fan fest. I'm there during the day on Saturday, September 20th to uh, sign books, and I'll have my a booth open for photos and autographs, but also I'm in New Jersey as part of a new series that I'm working on with Kayfabe Commentaries that will start being released in 2015. We're going to tape the first three episodes of that series then. And I'm also doing a Scarefest, which is the scariest horror, sci-fi, and paranormal convention in the state of Kentucky every year, and that's September 12th, 13th, and 14th at the Lexington Center near Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky. You're gonna take up the entire now, half hour. That's not taking it. That's not taking into account the fan fests I'll be at in November, including the Superstars of Wrestling Fan Fest in Rome, Georgia, and WrestleCade in Winston Salem, North Carolina, Thanksgiving weekend, where there's a very special activity that I can't reveal right now, being planned for the night before, involving me and oh ten or so of my closest friends, and it'll be available to the public and. Uh, and gosh, and then, well, then we're on Thanksgiving and Christmas. So generally in the wintertime, I stay in the house because it's cold and I'm old. <laughs> I try to stay in the house in the wintertime, too, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm still <laughs> relative, relatively young. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so, so a good buddy of yours has been in the, uh, I guess we could say, dirt sheets uh, lately uh, as, uh, of course, Vince Russo. You, oh, you want to just you want to just ruin the mood, right? Now. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the mood because because I I know how you feel about Vince Russo, and I want to get your thoughts on uh, Spike TV possibly canceling Impact Wrestling, and well, and Vince Russo, uncircumcised prick, uh, has done his best to kill another wrestling promotion. But really, when you think about it, a lot of people say, well, Cornette just blames Russo for everything. <laughs> it's not, you know, it, it's not like I'm saying that Spike TV enjoyed the program, enjoyed working with TNA Wrestling, and suddenly decided to cancel it because they found out Vince Russo was working there. I've, I've had it described to me by people involved in talks in the situation as the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, they've just recently moved Impact, or they will next week, to Wednesdays instead of Thursdays. People are saying, well, why are they moving the program if they're only under contract for six weeks? Um, this might be a last-ditch effort to see if they'll do a better number on a different night. Uh, I, I don't know what the thought process behind that is, but I do know that uh, Dixie Carter, uh, the head of TNA Wrestling, and you know, 
do you watch ridiculousness on MTV or you watch America's Funniest Home Videos, right? Or the different yeah. video clip shows that are on television. When, when there's a guy with a chainsaw that he bought at Walmart standing in front of the giant redwood tree that's 12 feet outside his front porch in a blizzard in the middle of the mountains, and he's going to cut that tree down, and his wife is running the video camera saying, I don't think you ought to do that. That might not be a good idea, and we all know what happens. Or the guy that's going to take and slalom down a 60-foot waterfall on a flattened-out cardboard box, and his, his, his buddies are running the camera going, eh, this might not turn out well. That's what – then it doesn't, and you laugh. You're not laughing at somebody's misfortune. You're laughing at somebody that has done something so stupid that people have tried to talk them out of, but yet they insisted on going through with it. And that's been the story of Dixie Carter's administration and, and uh, involvement with TNA Wrestling for the entire time that she's been soaking her father for the money to put into this losing venture because against pretty much everything that everybody ever says, she continues to employ Vince Russo. And as a result, the company had a lot of great talent. The company had national television. The company had... Uh, di- distribution deals for their videos and their merchandise and their pay-per-views, and they have yet to, uh, as a matter of fact, not only have they yet to break through, but they have, have submerged themselves. Uh, they hired every top name from Hulk Hogan on down that was available, and their ratings went down. Uh, they, they have switched nights, they've switched rings, they've switched everything except the owner and the chief creative force that has plagued them for most of their existence, Vince Russo. So then last year, they hired this, this uh, guy. He was Kevin Dunn's out-of-work friend, that big John Gaborik, right? <laughs> yeah. he, well, he, no, he was Kevin Dunn's friend from Baltimore. He was out of work, needed a job, and they hired him to be a producer up there. And he's never been involved in WWE creative. He's never booked a fart after a dinner at Taco Bell. He was a producer. That means that you make sure the TV truck and the equipment show up on time and the logistics of the shoot are carried through with. They hired him to be the head of their creative, and what's the first thing he does? He hires Russo back to be a consultant, but Russo's name is oh. such mud. Oh, for a second. I didn't know there was a video on this page that I was on. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. All right. No, that, that's gone. But- <laughs> Russo's name is such mud that they hired him back on the condition that nobody would reveal to the talent or to their business partners or to anybody in the world that Vince Russo was working for him. Now, how bad do you have to be and how bad is your reputation? Somebody hires you, but you can't tell anybody. (laughs) So then they lie. Last year, they lied when TNA Wrestling was potentially for sale, when Jeff Jarrett had put together some people that were in the office looking at things, looking at the books, making negotiations. Uh, Dixie Carter's mother, Janice, sent out a letter to all the employees and all the wrestlers for sale, basically lied straight to their faces because it was for sale. Their talks were ongoing, and they got very close. Not together, but they got very close on money. But the sticking point was that Bob Carter, who was doing the negotiations, insisted that Dixie Carter would still retain a title in the company and an on-air presence to save face. And they said, well, geez, that's what we're trying to get away from. So they blew that deal. Right. So the Carters had a chance to unload the white elephant, and, and because of his her father's devotion to his little southern flower, that got shot out the window. So then Jeff Jarrett quits and decides to open up his own company. Then TNA starts trying to work with the great Muda. 
and his company in Japan, and one of the specific questions that they asked because of Vince Russo's track record with burying Japanese wrestlers that are sent to the United States to become stars, Vince Russo isn't involved, is he? Oh, absolutely not. Lied to their business partner. And then <laughs> when Muda found out about it and the Japanese office found out about it, there was heat there and they had to placate them. And then Spike TV apparently a few years ago, finally, after all that time, realized that Vince Russo was a hack and was responsible for the collapse of what they thought was going to be a franchise for him. And so Spike TV had asked, Vince Russo doesn't have anything to do with this. Oh, no, they lied to Spike TV. And they were all found out simply because Vince Russo is so stupid, he stooged himself and sent an email <laughs> to the wrong place. And so not only has Vince Russo once again been a thorn in the side of progress in professional wrestling, but also TNA Wrestling has once again set a precedent that they lie to their business partners, they lie to their, to their network, they lie to their employees, they lie to their talent, all because Dixie Carter can't grab her ass with both hands and couldn't book Lassie in a pet shop and doesn't know anything about the wrestling business and for some reason is attracted to this buggy-whipped arm, bug-eyed New York asshole that everybody that's been around professional wrestling for any length of time, including Jerry Jarrett, who had a great quote, reading a format written by Vince Russo is like reading something written by a man on LSD. <laughs> everybody knows he's a complete fucking idiot, and and still she can't get away from it. So it's, it's a situation, and she, better than anybody else, ought to know what happens when you lie to your business partners, because the reason that the downward spiral of TNA started, if you'll recall, goes back to 2009, when Jeff Jarrett was sent home by Dixie Carter, he was the only thing keeping that fucking show together. He was the only thing keeping him heading in the right direction. And he was sent home by Dixie Carter because when he started seeing Karen Angle, he told Dixie, no, it's not true. And she found out it was true. And she got mad at him, sent him home. Now that he, she set the precedent for sending somebody home to lie, but for lying to their business partner, she has done nothing but that ever since. And their ratings have continued to plummet. The switch in nights was a disaster. The Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff uh, uh, experiment was a disaster, as everybody knew it was going to be, but she wouldn't listen to anybody. And so five years later, after spending more money than they'd ever spent in their existence to hire all this high-priced talent and go on the road and make all these changes, their ratings are worse than they were before they got all those stars. Their attendance is worse at the live house shows, and their presence in the world of wrestling in general has been diminished thanks to complete mismanagement on the part of, guess who, Dixie fucking Carter. So congratulations, Dixie. You've done a great job. That's just my opinion. Wow. Wendy's. <laughs> and by the way, I, you know, I've said this, these things on a number of forums and a number of occasions, and I've yet to find somebody that can pick out anything out of the statement that I just made that is demonstrably untrue. No, you're absolutely well, right. I'm not going dis <laughs> to dispute it. I just to bring it, that but... up because a lot of people think, well, Cornetti bitches about everything. He's just a miserable old fucker. But you know what? 
All I'm doing is telling the truth, folks. And uh, people may say I'm a, a miserable old motherfucker, but I'm a miserable <laughs> old motherfucker that's telling the truth. Well, I, I said uh, earlier that I started seeing you uh, when you when you got to the WWF, and then as the Attitude Era started, they started giving you a, a forum every week on Monday Night Raw to come out and say whatever you like. And it's just, I've never heard you lie about anything. <laughs> Everything you've ever said that I know of has been true. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and for the most of, part, a lot of people don't like to hear things like that, but, though. Well. It's, it's it's not fashionable to actually just tell state the facts and tell no, exactly. what's true, whether it be in it, anywhere in this country, whether it be in wrestling, whether it be in politics these days, whether it be in any forum. It's not fashionable to actually just come out and say, you know, here's the truth. <laughs> so well, people don't know how to take it. So this I found interesting is uh, Wendy's, the the fast food chain Wendy's, is trying to uh, was trying to patch things up between you and Russo. <laughs> well, you know, Russo is part of one of his ploys for this new, uh, you know, hack website that he's come up with. Right. I'm not going to give him any any no, publicity I, by naming no. it, and is you know trying to sap my followers on Twitter because I have like eight times as many as he does. <laughs> he he was trying to make a grandstand play where Jim, we should sit down and put all those differences beside us, like you know. Like, <laughs> Me and a lot of people have said, you know, you and Russo should sit down and talk it out. Okay, it's 1945. The Nuremberg trials are taking place. Hitler is still alive. Does anybody want to sit down with him and talk it out? <laughs> okay, I, I, I think we've passed that a long time ago, folks. But he made this grandstand <laughs> offer just to try to get some publicity, and uh, and I basically rebuffed it. And the Wendy's official Twitter account apparently manned by a, a wrestling fan, said, hey, we could settle this issue <clears throat> with a Baconator on a pole match. <laughs> but, you know, because I've been known for my fondness for Wendy's for years, but I had to turn heel on Wendy, actually, because I Twittered back, I would do it for you, Wendy, but you changed your meat. Because everybody knows a couple of years ago they changed their meat, they changed their bun, they changed their pickles. Yep. Wendy's is a shell of its former self, and oh. I'm just telling you now, and I've been on the, the front lines of this business for many years, the next fast food sensation, Wendy's has gone downhill, Burger King has gone downhill, McDonald's was always the shit. <laughs> the next fast food sensations are going to be Cookout, a chain from North Carolina, and Smash Burger, which is delicious. You'll slap your mother <laughs> if, when you have Smash Burger for never cooking you a burger like that. So Smash Burger and Cookout... They're coming up, baby. I I might just slap her anyways. I I'm not very sure about that, but uh, you know. I know your mother. I'd like to slap her also. <laughs> good, good. I, I, you know, I would invite you to because you'd be doing me a great favor. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, Wendy's. Especially the way you turned out, she's a horrible. Jeez, oh, Jim, this is much... George, by the way. <laughs> oh, hello, hello, George. You oh. just hopped right in on it. I did. I did. I, I I had some pressing matters to take care of, and I I. Well, now that you've finished your ironing. <laughs> yes, and my my tutu wearing uh, bathroom cleaning, uh, I've I've done a very good job of that, and uh, my master has decided to let me go and do this interview, and and uh, you know. So that's where that video came from that I saw on YouTube. Well, never mind. Yeah, we don't want to get into that yet because right now the focus of this is of this is how Wendy's has 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 changed everything, and ever since they changed their pickles, I have not eaten there. I've eaten there but once. Do you know the pickles make the whole burger taste like it's ruined? Yes. 
Yes, Which, they do. by the way, that's another thing. Every time somebody takes a bite of something and they think it's spoiled, they say, this is ruined. Taste this. Like they want to poison you, too. Yeah, it's no. just an <laughs> odd human interaction yeah. that I've never understood. But, yeah, <laughs> Wendy's changed everything, and they're trying to appeal, like all the fast food places now, trying to appeal to the health crowd, the health-conscious <laughs> crowd. You know what that is? That's like a goddamn low-fat Twinkie. If you oh. need to eat a low-fat Twinkie, don't eat the fucking Twinkie. Yeah, you, you, it's like whenever you go, whenever you pull into uh, into the parking lot of a fast food restaurant, you're basically saying, "Fuck my older years." Okay? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, and and honestly, it's that's okay because those are the years you don't want anyways. Those are the years that where, where you're wearing a diaper and people are you know wheeling you around and feeling you, and feeding you dog food. No, I, I yeah, want those you know, gone. Just just last night, just last night, I'll be honest with you, I slept like a baby. Okay. Woke up every two hours crying and pissed the bed, <laughs> and. You know, I just think I lived in fast food restaurants. Of course, as part of my getting out of wrestling program a couple of years ago, I also went on a diet, lost 50-something pounds, trimmed down. I've kept most of it off. I put a few winter pounds back on, but I'm finding my, I'm finding my perfect weight there, and I lowered my cholesterol, lowered my blood pressure, lowered my blood sugar. I still enjoy greasy food. I will never give up greasy food, but now I eat much less of it. But there was times on the road I would go a week at a time without eating a meal anywhere but in my car from a fast food place. So I was an expert on all of them. And Wendy's was the king. And in kowtowing to these PC pussies that want salads and fruit cups, they've gotten away from their core business, and now they're suffering, as you, as you may have noted uh, if you follow the stock market, uh, Wendy's and, and a lot of the... Uh, mainstream fast food places are going downhill. You know why? Because they're trying to appeal to the fucking vegetarian crowd instead of selling good, greasy cattle byproduct like nature intended. That's right, damn it. I want, hey, I want you to bring the cow out to me. I will carve, our, <laughs> carve off what I want, and I will ride the rest home. That's okay? right. Knock the horns off and bring it out on a leash. That's damn, what we want. Damn straight. I, I'm sorry, but the people that are eating healthy, they don't need to go to a fast food place to eat healthy. They've got all sorts of other places that will appeal to them and such and you know wendy's tried to get me back uh, they, they were trying to get my business back by changing over to that 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 cute redhead that they got on those commercials now <laughs> and uh and it didn't work because i tried oh i gave him a chance i gave him a chance i tried another cheeseburger and then i was like you know the pickles still suck uh i don't care yeah. how hot this girl is i'm just not gonna do it of course if anybody wants to wants wants proof of uh of jim's uh fast food uh antics you can <laughs> you can uh, re and and to find out why his uh premium podcast is called the drive-through <laughs> you can go on youtube right. and look that up just go on youtube punch <laughs> in jim Cornette, dairy queen and you'll get i wish i had the rights to that video and that chris jericho actually lance storm publicly admitted on my podcast here several weeks ago that it was Chris Jericho in the back of the van that instigated the whole thing. <laughs> and and if you go back and you listen to his comments, he was in the back of that van instigating, oh. you'll find that, that it was all Chris Jericho's fault, and that's my story and Lance Storm's story, and we're sticking to it. I don't think Jericho denies that. I think I've heard Jericho say that before. <laughs> well, I haven't gotten his side of the story, but I'm going to believe what Lance Storm and, and Mr. Cornette are, 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 have to say about it, because uh, from just I'm 
co- uh, you know, I'm going he, with what he, you but said. Before he was Y2J, he was Y2DQ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I think I've seen him in a few of those DQ lines around here. I don't, I, you know, <laughs> it might be a lookalike, but I mean, when you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> every, every I actually, at uh, at the Lexington Comic and Toy Convention this past March, I had a friend of the guy who, this was 20 years ago, right, that, that the, the incident happened. <laughs> And a friend of the guy who now manages that same Dairy Queen in Hyden, Kentucky, brought a DQ carryout bag for me to autograph for him, and I signed it to whatever his name was. I see they're still hiring dipshits to manage the Dairy Queen in Hyden. Love, Jim Cornette. <laughs> that's right. Just tell it like it is. That's, that's the way people need to be told the truth. <laughs> no sugarcoating that shit. Uh, with Dairy Queen, they sugarcoat just about everything, but still, it's it's, it's, it's okay, you know. <laughs> it could be worse. I mean, well, you know what my mother used to say, Jimmy, you can't polish a turd. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, what I usually say is, whatever doesn't kill you hasn't tried hard enough. <laughs> so that's a good one too. Yeah, I like that. Well, you know, we we I do what I can, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, but I, I feel I've, I feel I've hijacked your whole show here talking about fast food. I'm not, <laughs> my love, my lovely wife Stacy, the queen of Castle Cornet, is going to be uh, descending on me any moment uh, with my real life. So if you have a wrestling question, <laughs> so we can close on a high note, I'd be more than happy to to veer off the fast food franchise train. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> please enlighten us, Joe. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was enjoying the conversation. Well, no, we just thrown him all off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The George world. walks in, and the topic turns to food, and yep. it's just forget wrestling. <laughs> Joe's known me long enough, yet he still gets surprised when I talk about food. <laughs> so I, I, it, it's I don't just, get surprised. You just you, you're just so good it. at it. It's just it's just natural. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! He so, is three hundred pounds over. Yes, here, so. yes. I'm, I'm a big. I'm a. I'm a three hundred pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. You're big enough to cover the ground that you walk on. Yeah, that's right. That's right. My shit. My shadow has an area code. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but but uh. I, I mean, I, you, you've been in the business for so long, and we usually ask this question of, like, every guest we have, so I don't know if this really... Well, just ask me that same old trite question. Yeah, the same old trite question is, if you had one moment in your entire career where you just were so happy with that moment, you could have retired the next day, what would that moment be? Oh, gosh. Um, actually, there were a few times in Mid-South Wrestling when I was so unhappy with the moment I would retire. It's when we would get in a riot, and I would think, if I get out of this alive, I'm I'm never doing this again. But then you get back to the hotel, get a pizza, and you get the check, and it's, it's okay. Um, you know, I... Early in my career, after the last stampede, when, you know, I've, a year and a half as, as a manager in wrestling, and... We had set the all-time gate record in almost every city in Mid-South Wrestling and, and had done all these sellouts and turnaways for us in the main event with Bill Watts and the Junkyard Dog. That would have you know, been a good time to quit. Starcade 86, we, you know, the feature match on the first million-dollar gate in the history of the NWA and one of the most famous shows that Jim Crockett Promotions ever put on. And then I had to have surgery afterwards. That might have been a good time to quit. But it, <laughs> Overall, I don't know that I would, would have ever have quit at any point because when I was enjoying myself, I would have never, ever quit the wrestling business. And then when the wrestling business turned into what it's become, I've been wanting to get away from it ever since, uh, except if I, couldn't, if I couldn't 
save it, then I want to get away from it, and uh, so I don't really know how to answer your question. <laughs> that's, that's that's good fair enough. enough. Yeah, that's fair good enough. enough actually. <laughs> Hell, not answering it was and uh, not answering it was just a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was a great answer. Absolutely. Uh, well, we'll let you get to the misses because you know, I, as a married man, I know. You know, hell hath no fury. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll let you get to the misses. Uh, we appreciate your time. We've got to do this again sometime because there's there's so much more we could talk about with you. <laughs> well, I appreciate the invitation, guys. You got a great show, and and I appreciate the time to plug my many endeavors. And I look forward to seeing everybody that's going to be in Fort Worth on September 28th, Monroe, New Jersey, on September 20th, Scarefest in the middle of September in Lexington. Actually, I'll be at the Kentucky. Uh, the big uh, Labor Day weekend spectacular flea market at the Fairgrounds Expo Center West Wing. 25,000 people coming through there on Labor Day weekend right here in Louisville. I'll be there. The Fan Fest coming up. Go to jimcornet.com. Click on events. You can tell where I'm going to be. You can come and see me and throw eggs at me. Uh, you can order all my projects or products or projects. And you can read my columns and you can find out what all I'm doing. So you won't be unprepared next time when I'm on the program here and you ask me, what have you been doing lately? Oh, my God. Okay, so this is that's what I missed. I missed Joe not doing his homework. Oh, again. yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe said, yeah, well, so what have you been doing since you left Ring of Honor? And that oh. was the first ten minutes where I told him all the things I'm going to do in the next three months. Oh. Uh, Mr. Coronet, when next time you come out, if you if you come out this way again, please you can you have my full permission to hit him over the head with something. That is right. Well, I, you know, I, I don't I don't hold it against Joe because everybody knows if it was raining soup, he'd be out in the yard with a fork. He's not that sharp, so I, I tend to cut him a little slack. Sharp as a bowling ball, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, I I I you know it, it's it's I I do love the guy to death, but you know sometimes I. If I'm not here to make sure everything's okay, he kind of falls apart a little bit. Yeah, well, he's like the drunk uncle, but we always get together with him at Christmas. We will. Anyway, guys, it's, it's been great. I appreciate it, and uh, I will accept an invitation to come back sometime as, as soon as you've you've stunk the joint out so bad, as Dick Murdoch used to say, when, he, when he'd be in a tag match, he'd tell his partner, you start out, and when you fuck it up bad enough, tag me in, I'll straighten it out. <laughs> Thank so when you. you guys fuck the show up bad enough, then you want me to come back and straighten it out, just call me and let me know. Absolutely. We will, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you, Jim. Care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> another... Uh, another interviewee where another interview where I get yelled at for you're gonna you know, I swear to God one of these I, this is the thing is I was doing the research and I mentioned it too I said I said you know everywhere I look everything I read that it all stops right when you leave Ring of Honor so what what have you been up to he's like well if you would have gone on jimcornet.com oh <laughs> so just when that's you what you missed you had it man that's just, what you missed just, but I I was reading I was just doing you, research you you almost <laughs> you almost had it man you were so close and yet so far away Jim of course will be at old school hustle presented by IHWE and that is Sunday September 28th 2014 at the Sendera Center in Fort Worth Texas uh, Texas 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 yes Te- te- because I'm thinking tickets and he's, I said tickets he's, th- he's thinking Texas Fort Worth David's going to yell at me now on Facebook cuz he's listening to this live he's, he's thinking uh, it's Fort Fort Worth Tekken and he's trying to play <laughs> video games again and Fort Worth Texas <laughs> Sunday September 28th 2014 live Jim Cornette experience uh and and uh meet and greet with the with the stars beforehand and the tickets are all on sale now oh. go to IHW com 
Yeah, if you don't IHWENow.com. I'm fucking everything up, man. David is gonna kick the shit out of you. He is. I like, made the damn website. David's gonna kill me. He is booking the flight right now <laughs> to come here. And you just sent me a smiley face on yeah. Facebook. Okay, <laughs> but tickets are on sale now at IHWENow.com. <laughs> <laughs> which I designed and I did a ton of work on and I'm on every week po- posting yes. the IHWE TV shows yes. which are great uh, <laughs> <laughs> trust me if you don't get your tickets to this event I, I you know I'm gonna be very upset with you folks um, it's it's gonna be a great event seriously I mean just for just for Cornette alone I mean come on after this interview after after even being late and checking out the rest of this interview and veering him off into fast food land you know I I, I Got much love and much respect for that man. I was trying to get on the topic of the Wendy's tweet oh. before you got here, but he was just—he had so much stuff going on that oh, he's yeah. talking about what he's got going on, and and of course Vince Russo. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted—I wanted to. You know, da- David sent me JimCornette.com for future reference. Good, it, it, Stan Hansen. That, that was the man next to Jim Cornette in the in the photo there that you just had up. Yeah, nice. Um. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Stan Hansen, Len Denton, Kyle O'Reilly, wow, uh, Charlie Haas, of course, oh, of course, is going to be on <laughs> uh, Old School are, Hustle. Are we? And we are going to be visiting uh, one of the the guys that does have to do something with IHWE, right? Uh, Johnny Gargano. Uh, yeah, Johnny Gargano made his IHWE debut at IHWE Experience, his Texas yes. wrestling debut, as a matter of fact, and he's. Yeah. Uh, He's in our neck of the woods next Saturday. That's right. I can't. I can't Taking wait. Taking on Chris Cooper for the Empire State Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. That is going to be an incredible match. And uh, but uh, we'll we'll yeah. plug that more on uh, oh, on our show on Sunday. Of course. But uh, yeah, big thanks to Jim Cornette. Big thanks to David Fuller and IHWE for allowing us to have Jim Cornette on our show. Yes, and being so damn cool to like you know like I, I'm just elaborating on your point, just being so cool enough to like grace us with that man's presence for for even a few minutes because it was just that that really i kind of got nervous coming here because of the fact that jim Cornette is a fucking legend and just just ah. david wants everybody to know that august 27th is when you can watch johnny gargano debut in texas against thomas shire on ihwe tv nice that's gonna be great Johnny Gargano has always been a, a very solid guy. Yeah, first ever interviewee we've ever had, and he, it, yep. it's on yeah, our wall. And he says it, too. He's Glad he could be our first. He <laughs> popped our interviewing cherries. All right. But, yeah, big thanks, Jim Cornette, yes. David Fuller. We'll definitely get Jim back on at some point and, uh, and, and get further into his career. We we only, you know, just scratched the surface with, oh, with absolutely. what that man can yeah talk about oh, I, I swear I <laughs> and, and we'll have you here for the full interview because yes. you and him are like kindred spirits man. Just <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna mention about the whole um the whole sit down with uh vince russo and, and and jim Cornette, and i was gonna bring it up i was like well maybe you should do the inner the the sit down on one condition afterwards you get to back over vince's head with your truck <laughs> i'm sure he'd appreciate that I, I was trying to get to that point but he 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 got he that man, he is a great talker, and he definitely uh, he showed he showed me a thing or two. I, I love listening to him talk too. I mean, seriously, like he can read me the ingredients of a friggin' uh, of a s'mores bar, and I'd be okay with that man. <laughs> he just makes it everything sound so much more interesting. So that's pretty cool. All right, so we'll we'll be back on Sunday yes. for uh, for Board Wrestling Fan Radio talk yes. SummerSlam. Play oh, some yeah. play some clips from this interview. I'm sure, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and of course all the great wrestling news from the week which yeah 
and it'll be my triumphant return to your, board your triumphant fan. return. Yes, after, after a long hiatus. Oh, hiatus. Wait, I mean, hiatus. Sorry. Yeah. Hiatus. <laughs> thinking about yeah, okay. one of those groupies <laughs> from a while ago, but yeah, it's going to be a great show, man. You know, just based on what we got here and the SummerSlam preview, I think uh, it's going to be a barn burner Sunday. So. All right, folks, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, right here on BWFRadio.com. You can listen live. Of course, you get the podcasts later on on BoardWrestlingFan.com, CheapHeat.com, and iTunes, Stitcher, those kind of places. Yeah. And we'll see you folks Sunday. Take care, everybody.